Hi, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd in you. It's season two, episode 11. Before we get started, just want to take a moment and thank Still Okay Pod, who listens to us from the States, left us an awesome review. Thank you so much, Still Okay Pod. And if you want a personal shout out, all you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes and we'll mention you. Maybe we will. I think we will. We but will. this is a bribe. It's a bribe. It's yeah. a bribe. Don't get it wrong. We love all of our listeners. But we are bribing you now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a top three turf war. And because the Jungle Book, I'm assuming, slayed at the box office this weekend. How could it not? I actually really want to see it. I just am so excited. Um, we are going to do an interesting top three turf war. This is a personal, personal list as all of our top threes are. But this time... What Disney movie can we not wait to either get a reboot or see when it comes out as a reboot? I'm really interested to see which where we match on this one. Me too. I, I bet you we won't match. Uh, okay, go. My number three choice is Pinocchio. Okay, I have seen it live action too many times, so I didn't put it on my list. It's been done live action? Oh, yeah. Like... It was done by um, the guy who did Life is Beautiful, that, that that older gentleman played Pinocchio. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in a uh, live-action Pinocchio. There's been a lot of Pinocchio movies, so I, I, I love the animated one for its terrifyingness. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> I, 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 I picked this one particularly because... Disney is taking a bit of a darker uh, turn in with their reboots right now, the live-action reboots. They tend to be a little bit more darker, a little bit more mature. And the animated version was absolutely terrifying. I, I remember seeing it as a kid. I, it's been so long since I've seen it. I really remember thinking, this is the worst story I've ever seen. This is terrifying. Why is it a cartoon? Children turning into donkeys. There could be nothing scarier. Exactly. And I just thought... How cool would something like that be in live action format in that great big giant way that they're doing Tarzan right now or a Jungle Book? And we, we're going to see a Tarzan movie too this year. <laughs> we will also see a Tarzan movie, but I, I mean Jungle Book. Um, and, and so I, I just think it's very interesting. And I think that if they took that spin with Pinocchio, I would love to see it, especially as an adult. The Disney movie is already pretty dark. So you're right. It, it, it could be interesting to see that specific film. Let's face it, the Jungle Book looks incredible, and all, none of these animals are actually talking to Mowgli. Obviously. <laughs> so <laughs> if it can look that good, I, I can only imagine how cool my number three movie would look, which is Pocahontas. Ooh. I really like the music from Pocahontas, but I didn't love the film. But they wouldn't keep the music. Oh, I think they would. Jungle Book's keeping the music. Pocahontas, I think, would be kind of very cool. I think all of the leaves whipping around, the colors of the wind, I think they could do that really, really well. I want to see her jump off a waterfall, and, and I really want to see Pocahontas. That's my number three. What is your number two? Uh, Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
pause the phone. Pause, pausing the phone. We're not on the phone. It doesn't matter. We're still pa- isn't There's that a, a thing? microphone. Isn't you that... can pause the podcast. No, no, you... we have to record it. Oh, well, okay. Well, what are you saying? It's not going to be a musical. I just checked in with uh, with um, Wikipedia, and Wikipedia says that Favreau decided not to make the film a musical. Oh, okay. And I wasn't expecting it to be a musical. They're not like, they're doing a more adult, darker version of the original story. I mean, the f- the first one was pretty dark, so I, I, I'm i not, uh, I'm not looking Jungle for much Book? more. Yeah. What was dark about Jungle Book? The tiger wanted to kill a, a, a man the whole film, and then the monkeys, the monkeys stealing the child... There was a lot of weird things happening in that film. Yeah, it and was And Louis a, wanting a to be him and film. emulate him. And it was creepy, beyond creepy. I think that they have done... Like, Pinocchio is way creepier. I don't think that Jungle Book was that creepy. And in Baloo and the, the music helped to le- give it this whole lighthearted effect, which I don't think we're going to see in the movie. I'm looking forward to it a lot. And I just wanted to say, hold the phone. It's not going to be a musical. So don't expect that. Okay, well, you've just dashed my dreams, and now I don't want to see it. What? Thanks a lot. Thank you. You're going to love it more as not a musical. And besides, Cinderella wasn't a musical, so I don't know where you got it in your head that this one was going to be a musical. I heard a review, but, like, you're going to remember those songs. Like, they're going to get They are. They do... They do show up in the movie, but not in the same way. Mm, Okay. All right. So... These the songs that you remember are going to be there, but and and it might be kind of like Cinderella where one or two are, are going to be performed, but not in the same way, not as a musical. OK. All right. Well, I want to see Pocahontas as a musical. Live action musical. I don't I I want more music in my movies. I need it. What's your number two? We've gone on for a long time on this. My number two is is one that I would like to see made into a cartoon. Okay. From live action. Wait. Okay, sure, yes. So it was originally a live action. Yes. I would like to see it as a cartoon in its remake form. Okay. Um, and frankly, I, I think a 3D cartoon, like Toy Story or that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and that is, and I want to make it a musical in okay. the cartoon version. I want it to be very cartoonish in its Disneyness. Uh, and that movie is Swiss Family Robinson. I thought about doing that. I really, really thought it would be a lot of fun to get the Swiss Family Robinson and all those animals and everything into a fun animated movie. So good for you for choosing that. Yeah. And and the thing is, I've never even seen this movie. Okay. So I've heard a lot about it and I know it's a classic and I know that it, it is supposed to stand up the test of time. But I've never seen it. It is a little old. And you know what? Frankly, I think that kids nowadays, because the quality of the picture that we're filming with nowadays, it's hard sometimes to watch something that's that degraded. It's a little different when it comes to movies made in the 70s, like Taxi Driver or or like movies that are black and white because it has a whole different aesthetic so you can appreciate it. But... When it comes to movies like Swiss Family Robinson that would have been a blockbuster in terms of the way that it was filmed at the time, yep. now it looks really dated. Yeah. So, so giving it a new spin in an animated, fun way. Because they do have a lot of fun on that island until 
Well, I'm not going to give it away because you apparently haven't seen this movie from the 60s. So Yeah, I have not seen that movie. <laughs> Clearly, if I'm not watching it, other people aren't either. So I would like to do a, a reboot of I it. I think that's cool. My number two is The Sword and the Stone. I thought about that. And if, in fact, they are going to boycott the music, that's fine for this film because there are so many wonderful things that we could see happen where, you know, Arthur turns into a squirrel and is being chased up and down the tree or, um, you know, Merlin turns into the big fish to help him learn how to swim before he becomes king. And all all of those really interesting uh, things are are missed whenever we've seen an Arthur movie. So I, I I really like to see something very cool with the Sword in the Stone happen in a live action, but still giving us all the whimsy of Madame Creepy Face. I can't remember her name right now, but she turns into that dragon. Yes, you know that would be so cool in CG. I have been listening uh, to the Myths and Legends podcast recently. And specifically the Arthur story. They just went through a part of it. And when I thought about it, I thought, you know what? I would rather see a more historical depiction movie. I would like to see someone like a Peter Jackson. But there are a lot of them already. There like, are. Like there is King Arthur and there is uh, Camelot and... But it's the, been the one with Sean Connery. He's already Arthur and Lancelot comes in and steals Guinevere like... There are so many of these stories already. I'd like to see I'd like to see Disney tackle the sword in the stone and bring that magical element back to Arthur because Merlin and Arthur go hand in hand and in a lot of these other depictions we don't we don't see Merlin in them as as often. Yeah, I mean, I I do want to see them a little bit more hand in hand, maybe a little closer to the original legends, but I want to see it. And I don't think that it's been done this way, like a Peter Jackson level, you know, huge sprawling landscape kind of situation where basically we take something that looks and feels as grand as um, The Hobbit and what was the other ones? Lord of the Rings. Sure. I want to see that with Arthur. The and I don't think that come, that's going to happen. Excalibur, with- which was in the 80s. And it was very much how, how he found Excalibur. And I believe it was the lady in the lake instead of the sword. Because he's found Excalibur so many different ways. He has. But uh, according... And there are many different versions of the legend. So you can't say that this is the right one and that's the wrong one. That's right. But I want to see someone take a really grand approach. And that's why I didn't pick it as, as my choice because i thought the sword in the stone is a little too whimsical and doesn't have that grandness to it so what's your number one a hundred and one dalmatians they've already done it no 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 that's a very different movie they did it in live action that does not twice with glenn close count twice no i mean one of this like the current iterations of rebooting like that 101 dalmatians has a very different feel to it. It has a very different audience. It's a children's movie. It's a whole different th- like bag of bones. Like you I, don't want to see that- 101 Dalmatians taking place today. You want to see it in the 30s. Yeah, I want to see like the level of production value that goes into something like The Jungle Book being applied to 101 Dalmatians. I don't want a cheap for children movie. 
Fair, fair enough. I mean, the, the Glenn Close 101 Dalmatian movies are terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. why I, I'm I'm saying I don't want that. I don't want anything like that. I want the... But the, they use real dogs. They are all adorable. There was no, like... I guess they were CG to make them talk sometimes, but for the most part, that was all real. They somehow got that many dogs. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. And and I would be interested, like, I would sort of let Disney Studios decide, do they want real dogs? Do they want CG dogs? Do they do a mix of both? I would let them kind of do whatever it is that they do best because these reboots that they've started making with Cinderella and with uh, The Jungle Book, they are, in terms of production value, just yeah, they're unbelievable. Off the charts, beautiful. Off the charts, beautiful. And I believe that I want to see an off the charts, beautiful period, 101 Dalmatians. Okay, my number one. I'm listening. Is kind of in line with your King Arthur, like what you actually want to see. So I want to see a live action Mulan. Oh, yeah. I And they're going to do it. They are. They've announced it. That is my number one have to see. You don't have to keep the music. I want to see that war. <laughs> like the level of the war in that film, they cannot make it a children's film. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are they going to do that? It's going to be insane going up against. None of these are children's films though, right? Like well, they're 101 Dalmatians is a children's film. Well, no, not the remake. It all comes from the dogs. The remake will not be a children's film. But it's not about the people in the film. It's about the dogs. All of these movies are still geared towards a family audience. Uh, yes, The Jungle Book is geared towards a family audience. Are they sure about that? Because yes. I feel like it's geared towards 12 years old plus. Well, it may be a, a more mature young child. I don't child, see that. It's but not it's a not... kid's movie. It's not Cars. It's not Angry Birds 2. It's not Toy Story. It is definitely... You know, older kids. We'll get back to that other point because I don't think we've made it to Angry Birds 2 yet. I don't think the first one's come out. And dear God, if they've already got a sequel <laughs> lined up for that POS, no thank you. You know, you look at Star Wars that just came out and how these young children are so drawn to Ray. I mean, Star Wars is a family film. Don't get me wrong. Like, but it's, it's not, a family film. But it's not... A, chill, a film that's a five-year-old market. Like you're not marketing the five-year-old market. You're marketing 12 and up. But you will see six-year-old girls go to see Star Wars. Sure, absolutely. And they will fall in love with Rey just like they will fall in love with Mulan all over again because Mulan will steal all of our freaking hearts. She brings honor to us all. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to see the training s sequences with everybody. And then... The, at the end where where she saves china like can you even imagine the colors disney will bring to something like this it will look incredible i you've sold me on this i think this can get number one <laughs> spot bring honor to us all ivana uh but i would like to put 101 dalmatians as number two what was your third one again what was your two? What was your number two? Swiss Family Robinson. See, I would rather have that at number two. 
But I don't. I, but I mean, I understand that 101 Dalmatians is your number one. Also, I just, I just think can't that imagine look them doing so it. So cool if they did it right and they did like a darker spin on it, and like I think it'd okay, be really I'll cool. give you 101 Dalmatians at two if we go Pocahontas at three. All right, deal. Two female characters. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Right there. Is wait a minute. Is the lead? dog in 101 dalmatians a girl or a boy i have no idea other than the fact that i know that there's an awful woman who wants to skin these animals to make a coat i don't really remember i'm sure that there's coats humans it's just huge in countries puppy coats don't say that while you pet my dog hey marshall (laughs) all right so should we do this list let's do this list so number three pocahontas Number two, 101 Dalmatians. And the number one movie we cannot wait to see rebooted by Disney, Mulan. It's app time. I love it. Today we have a really cool story that we found at geek.com. Taco Bell wants you to order your Locos Tacos from an AI chatbot. This seems so strange to me. It feels like they're missing something that is actually happening in the world of food. So so tell me about this again, this chat bot. So you can already go onto their website and order Taco Bell, uh, but they feel like the whole process is kind of sterile. Now they want to create almost like a Siri for Taco Bell. So when you order it, this AI chat bot will answer you back being all quippy and sassy, kind of like Siri. Just like Taco Bell is quippy and sassy. Mm-hmm. Quiero Taco Bell. And then you can go and get your really cheap Mexican-inspired American inspired food. Inspired American food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people like the sterile. We have Uber Eats now. We have Ritual. We have Feast. We have Megan. These are all these brand new apps. Megan. I haven't heard of that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Megan is... I think I like Ritual better, but... I love Ritual. I love Ritual. These are all apps designed to take out the actual process of you actually speaking to a human being. It Basically, you put in your order. It tells you when to go pick it up. You go pick it up at the place, grab your food, and you leave. See, for me, it actually allows me to interact with people more. What I love about Ritual is that when I go and pick up my food, I actually can have a conversation. So, you know, usually they'll be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? It's good to see you. Is this your first time using Ritual? All that kind of jazz. No, I walk in and I'm like, that Jason's order? Yep. Thank you. Oh, I've had the exact opposite where I'm actually now chatting with these people where before it was kind of like awkward and you'd be like, I'd like to get this food. You putting in all your like substitutions. I'm one of those people that substitutes a lot of things. And then it gets to be a really big pain. And I see this person behind the counter who's just like annoyed with me. And I don't I don't even think I'm that crazy. I just I like, you know, salad dressing to just be oil and vinegar and like not you know, out of a package and not with sugar and all this other crazy stuff. So, and for some reason, that's a big problem for people. But totally. now... Why are you wrecking the system? We had a good system. Because <laughs> I don't want to die early. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the bad years anyway. Um, but no, I, I, 
so I, I, I find it very annoying. I feel like I'm annoying people. I feel like they're, they don't want to be there taking my order. And what I love about things like ritual is I get to put in what I want. And then when I show up to get it, which one of the things I love the most about it is it tells you when to show up. Love it. And then I can just have a nice little polite conversation. Oh, hello. How are you doing? Here's your food. I hope you have a great day. It was nice to see you today. I, I like those pleasantries. I would rather be pleasant with the people that I interact with than like annoy them with my orders. The thing I like about these these apps, and I don't think I'll use Taco Bell for this at all, because of apps like Ritual and uh, now Megan, I... I think it's Megan. Okay, sure. I think. I'm on their website right now. I don't think I'm offending the app. (laughs) I don't think it cares. (laughs) But that one, you put in, basically, if you haven't tried this yet, you really should. It basically tells you all the places around you that will do takeout at lunch. And they're all... At any time. At any time. Yeah, you could do dinner too or breakfast if they have breakfast. But all of the restaurants around you that you kind of don't want to go into at lunch just to sit there and wait for them to make you your food, you get the menu, you choose, it pays it for you on your credit card like Uber would. And then you walk in, you say, hi, thanks so much for my food. You grab it and you walk out. And it can be as near as the place right across the street. Zteca, you know what I'm talking about. I use you all the time. <laughs> I, I love it. There's okay, so there's this one restaurant that I really like. Uh, they do authentic uh, Mexican food and they make their own corn tortillas and all this stuff and everything's made from scratch. And it's a mix, like they do take out for lunch because a lot of people that's what they want. But it's also a bit of a restaurant. And so I've ordered from them a couple times in the past, but it was always kind of like I feel awkward because there's people that are sitting down enjoying the restaurant aspect. And of now things. you're standing there waiting for your food. Exactly. So now the ritual has come out. It's become this perfect process where I walk in, I grab my stuff. We say our pleasantries. I walk out. I get to have my, you know, made from scratch, authentic food. It is ready immediately. When you get there, you know, it was just made. Yeah. And it's tasty food. And it's all very reasonably priced. I find because, it's still in the range of $10, which is usually what I spend for lunch anyway. I didn't even think about it, but I just assumed it was the same price as their regular. Have you looked into it? Oh, is it I, di- haven't, I haven't looked into it at all. I no. assumed it was just the regular old price. Now, my question to you, my other question to you is, are we going to have everything done from a phone in the future? A phone or tablet? We're just going to do everything from there? Well, we're going to order our meals. We're going to go to the place and pick it up, but we're going to order our meals. We're going to shop for our clothes. We're going to get our transportation. I would we're never shop to, for clothing we're from a pay phone. pay for all of our stuff by swiping our little, our little phone against some sort of scanner that'll scan and take our money. Like, are you, are you prepared for this in like five years? Absolutely. I am prepared for when we like add these devices to our brains and basically turn us into like, you know, cyborgs. Okay. I'm ready for that. I'm like in. I'm not ready for that. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready for uh, a really cool phone apps that do all my stuff for me. Me too. I like it. I like getting my food. How great would it be if we didn't have wallets anymore? We just had phones that we swiped against That's what things. I'm saying. Just do it now. 
Honestly, I never would have gotten a Pearl King before and realized how delicious their Chinese food is if it wasn't for Ritual. So I feel like everybody's winning. Pearl King got my business, never knew they existed, and now I'll be going back because they gave me a 20% off next time I'm there. That's, That's the other, the other thing. thing about Ritual is the deals you get after you find a place. Yeah. And also, I just love the fact that you get to find cool new places. That's I mean, my favorite if, part. If you run or own a business, get yourself on that app hey, you don't be silly tim hortons is losing out on my business because i can't do it while i'm walking to tim hortons good because i'm not that into tim hortons anyway well, i am and they <laughs> need to get on that shit they got an app for no reason <laughs> sex in the news wow what up family wow <laughs> I'm seeing you in a whole different light, Jay. Oh, Ella friends. <laughs> We're going to go on a journey together. <laughs> this is a creepy story. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I'm super excited to talk about this. I saw it on Mashable today. Uh, so. A dude met, met someone at a grocery store? Not met. Saw someone. <laughs> in the produce aisle of a grocery store. Took a photo. Yeah. And then. And then posted it to the Facebook of that grocery store and started a social media campaign to find this human who he never met. Is it romantic or is it creepy? It's, yeah, it's because he he liked the way she looked. He said it was love at first sight. This is Craigslist gone wrong is what this is. The thing is that I think is so unredeemable about this. He didn't talk to her. They didn't lock eyes. Like, you know, there's that he whole... took a picture of her. Craigslist, like, misconnections thing. And, you, and you'll find things like, oh, I saw you on the bus and we locked eyes and you smiled at me and... I smiled back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this then is you like, got off at the next stop. Exactly. This is the exact Sex opposite. in the news. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was... I mean, I don't know if he, I assume he saw her front, but the picture of her is from behind. This is the worst person on Facebook. I know. And and he didn't, he didn't go up and talk to her. Instead, he just stalks her. Like, Here's a super question for weird. you, because guys are awful. I have a question for you. <laughs> have, because I've known friends to do this. I'm not going to label them or anything. I may not even call them friends, but I know that people... I know have seen a pretty girl busted out their phone, took a picture. And then when we got to the place where we were at together, it was like, dude, what do you think? And I'm like, Oh, is that like somebody, you know, or something? And it's like, no, sir. At the coffee place today. And I'm like, why are you a person? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That is cyber creepy, but I mean, but I want to know if if girls do this too. They see a hot guy and they take a picture because I because Becky is so much more likely if there's somebody weird or somebody doing something silly or somebody doing something she's like this is bonkers to pull out her camera and start recording. I think that that I mean it's an equal invasion of privacy when someone is doing something weird and you pull out your phone and you record them without getting their permission or any of that and then who knows where that video can end up um I don't do any of it because of that reason because I don't need to necessarily film 
a person doing something embarrassing or a person who I'm then objectifying. So you you won't see somebody hot and be like, click. Honestly, until you just told me that, I didn't even know that entered people's minds. It's shocking. And now I'm shocked that I didn't think that. Like, how was I so pure that I assumed that people just, if they saw someone beautiful, they would go, wow, you're beautiful, and then move on with their lives. Like... So this is this. I know. I don't know. You, you're not pure. I lost you with that. You're not pure. You have like the weirdest mind of anyone I know. <laughs> so you you just like totally lost points with me there, but not points because you got all the points, Ivana. But <laughs> this is ha- has to offend its way back to actual girl who actually shops at the store. She did. So uh, the update is that she sent her friend so she basically the guys were like we're gonna show up at this grocery store at 7 38 every single day until you come and find us and so they've been doing this and the girl sent a friend because she was too afraid to go herself in person to just check them out and see are these people really creepy or are they on the level um and Code they have not for, met yet. Is this person hot or not? Yeah, that's exactly Continue. what it is. It's totally what it is. These are the worst people in the but world. But hot or not and creepy or not creepy. Because I'm not gonna lie, guys can be creepy. I don't maybe girls can be creepy too. I think it's more girls can be crazy than Yeah, guys guys just don't go to the creepy place. We're like, no, she's crazy. Right. And girls go to the creepy place and not the crazy place. But it's all the same, I think, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so I Well, think- no, I, because a guy can be crazy, but not be creepy. A girl can be creepy and a guy will call her weird. Ah, so so girls stay away from creepy. Yep. Guys stay away from crazy and weird. You usually don't go down the weird well. Fair enough. Fair enough. But weird is like I have I have a butterfly collection in my house. And it's yeah, like, that's, that's called creepy. Weird. I am not doing anything with you. That's creepy. So weird is creepy in yeah. guy speak. Yeah, I would say yes. And both females and males go for crazy if they place in the right spectrum on the hot crazy scale. Let's let's not but- be silly. Every member of the opposite sex has a crazy. You're basically deciding what level of crazy to deal with for the rest of your life when you yeah, say Yeah, and it's all about like, does your crazy mesh with my crazy? Because none of us are totally, sane. Totally. I mean, Becky's crazy. The depths of that level of crazy is I'll find out in 10 years because I know where it's at right now and it's at a tolerable level sometimes. <laughs> Other times I'm like, you got to dial it back in Archbeck. Your crazy is showing. I feel like she probably has the same thoughts on you. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. My crazy is off the charts crazy as well because, you know, she'll say something, something about a movie she never saw and I lose my mind. And I'm like, how have you not seen this movie? Are yeah. you serious? What is wrong with you? She'll be no. like, Jay, dial back the crazy. Dial and it she back. goes, dial back the crazy. Yeah. So they just usually hide it until you've, you've been with each other for a while. I hope this guy and this girl... If they're just as weird together, find some sort of happiness in a grocery store. I I don't agree. I hope that she completely shuts him down and that he just has to realize that he is a weirdo creep. Also, sideline, some people think this is a marketing like thing. For the grocery store? Yeah. 
I love this grocery store. I want to go to this grocery store now. If it is actually a marketing like stunt, I'm that's cool. Everybody knows about this grocery store. Everybody now. knows, and they'll start posting pictures of them in it. Yeah, I mean, we don't know because we don't live in Australia, so it's not a recognizable brand to us. But anyone in Australia would be like, "Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to that grocery store." Totally, I'm going to take a picture of myself in that grocery store and say, "Have you seen me?" <laughs> TV talk. I like it. I like it. I like you, you did a hand thing, a gesture. Yeah. I, where you raise the roof with one hand and you, you said it. If you don't move your arms, then. Then you're not really saying words. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We asked you last week to watch The Real O'Neills with us. It's a 30 minute sitcom. And we are going to spoil that 30-minute sitcom right now, the pilot episode. So if you don't want to hear what's happening because you're like, man, I really do want to check this out, uh, take a look at our show notes now and jump to the next timeline uh, to our outro. That is correct. All right, what do you think of it? Okay, so first let's let's set it up. The Real O'Neills is about an Irish Catholic, devout, middle American kind of family. They're the perfect picture of nuclear family kind of thing. And yet, in reality, they're not. Oh my gosh. Every single one of them is crazy. I loved the ending of this thing. Now, I loved the scene with the uh, with the lead, our lead, who what's happening is, uh, spoiler, this is a spoiler, is he's come out of the closet. That's what happens in the first episode. first episode. The first episode, he basically goes from not really realizing that he's gay himself. He hasn't done anything with his girlfriend. His girlfriend's like, all right, so here's a box of condoms. We're going to have sex right now. It's going to happen right now because we now, now. And, and he's like, uh, uh, how can I put this off? Uh, let's just wait till prom because who doesn't wait till prom? And like, you know, and he's, he's like, like, okay, I got to go to the bathroom. And he runs into the bathroom and all of a sudden things make total sense. When Hunky McHunkerson all of a sudden pops it in the mirror in like a hallucination and, and he's like, oh, hi, hi. How'd you, how'd you get there? I love his hallucinations. It was There may be one so of my favorite funny. things. Yeah. So it was hilarious. And I was like, oh, so what? this is great. He's, he's gay. This is, what, this is why he's freaking out. This is fantastic. How is, is he going to reveal this to his family? And sure enough, everybody reveals something crazy by the end of it. The parents are getting divorced. The older brother is anorexic. The younger sister is a klepto. And, you know. Kenny's gay. Kenny's gay. And I just thought this is fascinating. Yeah, it's and it's endearing. I love his weird hallucinations that he constantly has because I just think that they're really entertaining. Um, I love every single character in the entire show. See, I, I have to own. keep going to grow the love. I really liked Kenny. Um and I really like the mom. The mom and Kenny are to, standouts, but the yeah. dad too. The, the dad more you get to too. know the dad, yeah. the better he gets. Because a lot of a lot of the jokes for me and the pilot fell flat, but a lot of the like the gay jokes were hilarious, like off the chart hilarious. Um, and and some of the scenarios were total whatever sitcom scenarios. But I do feel like if I kept pushing with this, I'd really fall in love with the family. I think the show gets better as it goes. I've seen every episode. Um, 
Can I spoil it? Can I just... It's not really that big of a spoiler, okay, but well, I'm just sure. going to spoil it. The grandma came in in the last episode. Yeah. And uh, she's super, super devout. So they're all hiding their secrets from her uh, now. I see. And in the end... And, and Kenny just wants to come out. He's like, I'm out of the closet. I'm ready. Like, let me just tell grandma. And his mom is like, no, you will not tell her. We're all staying in the closet. And of course, at the end, it all comes out. Yeah. Um. And the very last joke on the episode, I just thought was so brilliant. And it was um, that she brings out this brochure and says, it's OK that you're gay. We're just going to send you to this camp to te- to make you become ungay. Oh, that's bad. And at first, Kenny kind of is like. Uh, I don't think that you can do that. You're just born this way and there's nothing you can do about it. And then he has this like little hallucination of him with a bunch of gay guys in the woods and then everyone is super hot and takes off their shirts and he's like, yeah, no, no, I, I could go to gay camp. Like, gay camp doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> well, I, th- I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm looking forward to maybe watching some more i don't know if it's going to make it into my roster of have to watch though because you and a couple of other my my friends just turned me on to blackish so i got to start watching that love blackish right this so is there's, there's blackish is better things. than this but it's still i think it's the best one the best new sitcom i've seen really this year Okay. All right. Well, I'll I think try it's to even a little bit list. better than Superstore, which is also good, but not quite as good as Real O'Neill. No idea what Superstore is. Oh, we'll have to watch that. No, we'll only get because to it, but my not friend, next week. No, not next week. But my friend Lauren Ash is a lead on that show. So oh, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. We'll have to watch it. Yeah, Lauren's great. Yeah, I know. Isn't she awesome? Yeah, she better be listening to this podcast. My guess is she's probably not. Well, she should be. I what agree. else is going on that she can't be listening to my podcast? Living that crazy LA life. I support Lauren by well, I even watched Super Fun Time and or Fun Night or whatever, and I gave it my all. Yeah. Because yeah, you had to. And, but it wasn't the it wasn't it wasn't that great. Was she was really good great. in she it. She was the best part of that show. Yeah, she was the best part. She's really good in Superstore too. Okay, tangent. Try it. Excited. We'll talk about it in some future make sure time. You give her a text and say, "Listen to our damn podcast," so we can give you a shout out. Yes, even I though totally we just agree. gave her like a whole minute of shout out. Maybe she would be willing to take a few minutes and talk about Superstore with us. Sure, but not next week because next week we're gonna take you back to back in time to the world. Of bad, bad, bad mustaches and lots and lots of naked women. Yeah, this is a sexploitation film. Yes. And we're going to watch it and then we're going to see what we think. I would say it's a sexploitation romp. A romp of sexploitation. That's right. So the the movie that we'll be watching next week, and we'll talk about it next week, and we'll see if we liked it, we didn't, whatever, uh, is Malibu Express. That's right. I've seen the director's follow-up, which is Hard Ticket to Hawaii, but I'm really excited to watch Malibu Express because if it's anything like Hard Ticket to Hawaii, we are in for some gold. <laughs> just some ridiculous, just beating up on a movie for a couple of minutes and it's just going to make my day. That's it for this week's show, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to tune in again next week where we have a whole new episode lined up. If you would like to help support the show, we would really, really appreciate it. All we ask of you is to hop onto iTunes and give us a quick rating and review. This really helps us grow the show. 
And remember, we're giving shout-outs at the beginning of the show. Not a bribe. Not a bribe at all. It's a bit of a bribe. It's a bribe. It's a bribe. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you'd just like to reach out and tell us what's going on on your mind. You can check us out at friendselephants.com. Or Facebook slash Friends Elephants. Email us at friendswithelephants at mail.com. Or catch us on Twitter. I'm at It's Ivana. And I'm at Just J. Thanks again for spending some time with us. We will be back next Monday with an all new episode. Until next time, nerd on, Ella friends. Ella friends.